0: This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, where money is
1: on my mind. 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. And we're about to make money right here. Real short and simple, straight to it. The Super Bowl hangover that the Rams are going to have today, in my opinion. Super Bowl losers, we know, are 3-16 against the spread in the last 19 openers. Even worse, when they open up on the road, 1-12. 1 win and 12 losses against the number on the road since 2000 if you lost in the Super Bowl. Rams 5-12 and 12 against the spread in their last 17 games in week one. They historically come out slow. Speaking of slow, the total has gone under in six of the Panthers' last seven games also in week one. The total has gone under in five of the six head-to-heads between these two teams. You spoke about slow starts and why the Bears game might have looked so ugly. Bears are famous right now for not playing anybody at all in the preseason who'd he get that idea from McVay <laughs> McVay plays nobody expect a slow start like last year remember last year it's hard to, to, to think back that far of to the first half of the first game of last season and it was a prime time game week one and the Rams were playing the Raiders if you remember correctly and the Raiders came out looking good Rams came out slow. They eventually took a thirteen to ten lead into halftime, but it wasn't that easy. And then they ended up blowing it open. But that goes to tell you that they can start off slow. It's a gimmicky offense. It's a timing offense. So what's not to say that they come out slow against a team that's got a front seven that can stop the 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 front defensive front of uh, the Panthers is quietly one of the best against a Rams defense, uh, uh, a Rams offensive line that's missing center. And guard, two interior linemen, give me the Panthers first half. Give me the Panthers first half under 24-and-a-half, and and give me the Panthers
2: for the game. Ooh, high on the Panthers. (laughs) So it looks like Cam's going to be okay. We had that little scare in the preseason. So Jerry says roll with the Panthers this week. This one's kind of tough for me. The line's been moving around a little bit, and you know, part of me wants to take the Rams, but I think this is one where I'm just going to stay away. I understand why you're going that the route that you are. And it's hard to come off remembering what they score three points in the Super Bowl, the Rams. So that's not good. So, you know, we could easily, maybe the Patriots kind of figured some things out how to, you know, shut down a couple of the the key elements in in that offense. And maybe some of these other teams are going to copy that. So I think Jerry might be onto something there. Let's uh, let's move on. What else do you have for the people? Let's go to the Raiders-Broncos
1: matchup. Not only because the Antonio Brown news, I already had the stat lined up. And once that came through, I said, man, there's trouble over there. Not because I think Antonio Brown's worth the four points. That line went from Raiders being favored to now Broncos are approaching a field goal favorite. So it's flipping four, five, six points. Now you're reaching the other key number the opposite way. It crossed zero. But what makes it that? Antonio Brown, is there so much trouble up top in the Raiders organization, one thing we know, in September, the Broncos are 19-5 and five straight up since the start of 2012. 7-2 two straight up in the last three seasons after Manning. So a lot of people were like, well, those, some of those were the Manning. So, in other words, they come out fast. Week ones, the Broncos have won 14 straight home games in the opening month. And I know this isn't an home, but... Open, week one, the Broncos are the or oh, first four weeks of the season. The Broncos are the best team. Week one, they're even stronger. Week one at home, they're the best team in the last fourteen instances. Wow. I just think that overall, the Broncos are gonna. It's it's gonna be an ugly game. It's gonna be yeah. like what we saw Thursday. Ugh. But I think the Broncos have more pieces. I think Flacco's, you know, I just can't see Oakland coming out there and not to say that the beating this game would be make them world beaters because it's the Broncos. I just can't see them coming out there and putting their best performance forward. And with these numbers that we know that Denver historically is great to start off the season, especially
2: in week ones, so I'll run with that. Gotcha. And I'm going to get to this when we get to my flexi segment here in a minute, but I really like Emmanuel Sanders this week. You know, he's, Came back from that Achilles injury, and it he he looks fine. I mean, he was running with some burst in the preseason. So, and there's nothing really scary about you know the Raiders' secondary. I know they improved it with some pieces in the off season, but you know, that, that doesn't scare me. So, I like Emmanuel Sanders this week. Another game that we're going to get to, Texans-Saints.
1: and yeah. Let's jump in there right now. A lot of you out there are probably wondering, how does it go here from, for, from a, a hometown fan standpoint? If you're out there thinking, can the Texans keep it close? I very well think they can. A guy that, you know, I'm, I'm really superstitious. When people send me bets and they're like, hey, I think they send me their bets to, so then I can send them mine in the first place. But <laughs> they don't have to do that. Don't send me your bets because I'm so superstitious. I don't even read them. Right. I don't even look at them. So I don't want anybody to think out there that that I've read your messages with the Texans on there because I end up reading arena after I released my card. And I'm like, man, everyone's on the Texans. Hey, ride the Texans. There's only about three guys out there that I care to look at their stuff before I place my bets. And one guy I know, he's playing about 15 grand on the Texans oh. at seven uh points Uh and, and And I mess with him man, and so we're, I'm gonna call it right now thirty one twenty seven uh i'm I'm hoping it's the Texan's way, but I see it saints thirty one twenty seven uh fifty eight points fifty nine points I think it's feasible uh take it, run to the bank with it. I'm gonna be
2: banking on that as well if not, we're eating spam all next week. <laughs> well, that's interesting because I already fired on the over on this game, I think I got it at fifty two right now it it's at fifty three and a half. It's been moving a little bit. Get it now. Yeah. We talk
1: about people make decisions, late, late week decisions on either from being too comfortable and having extra money or chasing. So once it comes to that game, nobody wants to go into a Monday night betting an under. Nobody wants to be that guy. So what's going to happen? That m- number is going to move. Expect it to go to that 54, 54 and a half range. Go ahead and hit it now. Go ahead and get that winner.
2: Man, that this one's kind of tough for me because I, I'm just a little worried that you know, there's a lot of new pieces here for the Texans, right? Like Duke Johnson, he's new. You know, he doesn't really, you know, he's just now learning the playbook. And he's going to have to play a lot because Carlos Hyde knows the playbook even less than Duke Johnson does, right? And with Laramie Tunsil, you know, he's a tackle. I think he, for the most part, is going to know, you know, what he's supposed to do one-on-one on on the outside and protect Deshaun Watson. But I worry a little bit with the running backs and, and with Kenny Stills, too, like knowing where to line up. You know, I mean, they've only had a a few days, especially for the guys from the Dolphins to learn this stuff. And I, I'm sure, you know, stills maybe won't play as much today as long as Fuller's okay. And, and Kiki QT might play. We're going to get to the actives and act we won't know that until Monday, obviously with the Texans, but in a little bit, Andrew's going to tell us for the games on this Sunday slate, who's going to go and who's not going to go. But my point is I'm just worried a little bit about like Duke Johnson, you know, knowing the pass protection, you know, knowing where to line up if they're going to flex him out. You know, that just concerns me a little bit. And I feel like with the Saints, man, I think they're going to have a lot of success against the Texans secondary. So I think this could get out of control. Especially
1: Michael Thomas. Fire up. I'm sure they're going to set it real high. Eight and a half, nine receptions for the game. But I think he'll have double digit receptions this game. They're going to be using them a lot. And that's what leads me to believe that this game will go over. We know that the Saints are 0-5 in their last five uh, week one openers. They haven't covered the spread in five of them. 11 out of the last 17 games at home at the Saints house have gone over the projected total. Expect points and expect that. I I see points. Like I said, I don't think that the the Texans can come up with stops, but I also don't think that the Saints are going to be able to stop the Texans. I think this is a big game for Watson. Uh, I know what his splits are whenever they're behind. We didn't really get to see that last year because their strength of schedule. And I've been on record saying that their strength of schedule is going to be real tough this year. So it's going to boost – His numbers being Deshaun Watson, and it's going to do, it's going to, we know Will Will Fuller's healthy right now, at least for to step onto the field right now. I don't know how long that's going to last, but we know that. And we know when he's on the field, we know what that Texans offense can be. So go ahead, punch that over now, and and do it confidently. But confidently right now, you want to hit your flexi? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get flexi. Right now, Josh is going to hit you up with flexi plays plays that out there that might be on your bench right now or the guys that you might want to plug in you're looking at DraftKings
2: and you say you have two spots left who do I plug in who's it gonna be Josh all right let's start out with the quarterbacks you're all on the Ravens right you love them this week you think they're gonna cover have a nice game I do too Lamar Jackson he's a guy I think he could even be like a top five play I think they are gonna use him like crazy they're gonna run the ball he's gonna take off they're gonna throw the ball I think he has a big game against the Dolphins, so go ahead and fire up Lamar Jackson. A couple other guys I really like, I talked about it earlier, Phillip Rivers. I think I think he's in a good spot because he, he typically starts fast and gets off to a good season. I also think that Jameis Winston's a guy that, that you could probably fire up this week. He's got a good matchup. I think they're going to throw the ball a ton. He's got good weapons, so I think you can fire up Jameis. Let's get to these wide receivers because you were talking about my boy Will Fuller right there, right? I think you start Will Fuller today, and let me tell you why. I think the Texans are going to be chasing points. I think Hopkins is going to have Lattimore on in most of the game, right? So he's got the tougher matchup. Fuller, I believe, will be going up against, was it uh, Apple, right? Eli Apple? He was okay for the Saints last year, but he's not great. And Fuller can get behind anybody. Yeah, that's the guy you
1: want to target to Apple for sure. Yeah,
2: so if the Texans are chasing points, we know this, right? That typically it's the number two receiver that usually has a big game because you're chasing points and he's probably in single coverage. So give me some Will Fuller this week. I think he has a big game. This offense is different when he's on the field. Let's go to another burner that I talked about a little earlier in the show. Deshaun Jackson great reports with Carson Wentz so far. The matchup is good. Guess what it is, Jerry? Revenge game. They're playing the Redskins. Get him! Yep. You know, Deshaun, uh, he likes him some revenge games, man, over his career. I remember a time that the very first play of the game in that revenge, whenever he was on the opposite side, the very first play of the game was a bomb to the yep. house for Deshaun Jackson. No doubt about it. And he's cheap. You can get him in, in daily. Maybe he's a guy you took as a as a flyer late in the draft. I think this is a good week to go ahead and fire him up. So give him a shot this week. We talked about D.D. Westbrook. We think he's going to have a nice game this week. He's a guy that I think you should fire up because I think they're going to be chasing some points as well. D.D., do you love me? (laughs) D.D., do you love me? Yes. Get him in your lineup. So that's where I like there. As far as running backs, I really like Mark Ingram this week. It's part of the, you know, let's... Let's pick on the Dolphins, right? So I think he gets going. I think Tevin Coleman could have a nice game. There's a lot of, you know, I think Duke Johnson's a guy I kind of like this week. As much as I'm concerned about him not knowing the offense very well, I think the Texans are going to be chasing points. I think he's a guy that they're, you know, they're going to dump the ball off to him and he's going to get a lot of catches. So, especially in a PPR, I really like him this week. So, definitely get him in your lineup. Uh, some other guys I like, let's hit some tight ends. I think Delaney Walker, you probably took him kind of late. Maybe you can fire him up this week. He's cheap, but he should come through for you. Uh, you know, I was actually on Jimmy Graham the other night. I, I started him in a league, and he came through and got that, that touchdown. Ball. Yeah, he got that touchdown for me. So I was high on him, and that worked out. But, uh, you know, aside from that, I think, you know, Austin Hooper's kind of got a tough matchup. Maybe you stay away from him. But, Otherwise, man, that's about it. Emmanuel Sanders, like I said, I like him a lot this week. So those are some guys to get in your lineup. I feel pretty flexy about them. Stay away from Kenyon Drake. We talked about that earlier, too, that tough matchup against the Ravens. So keep that in mind. I think Latavius Murray might punch one in against the Texans as well.
1: Now, if you don't have any of these guys on your lineup this very next segment, go ahead and line up the call, 713-780-3776. We're going to do a start them sit em If you're out there wondering right now, do I start this guy or this guy? We're going to do a rapid fire. We're going to run through them. 713-780-3776. If you're wondering who you should start, this is your time. This is your segment. This is your moment. And we're going to do it together on Moneyline ESPN 97.5.
0: Listening to Moneyline on ESPN
1: 975 and on ESPN975.com.
0: Live from the ESPN 975 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan.
1: Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. If you have any and send them questions for your particular team. Right now is your moment. If you're wondering, hey, is this guy going to win me my league this or my, my particular matchup this week? This is the uh, spot to get that answer. Let's go over to the text line. We got plenty of them. Again, 713-780-3776. The phone lines are open. This guy right here wants to know, Diggs or Mike Williams. Do I start
2: who do I start with? Diggs being banged up. Ooh, that's a tough one there, man. Um it's a big drop off. It is a big drop off. It's I feel like I'd still go with Diggs, but I don't feel great about it. I know we talked about he doesn't play that great when he's banged up. So, you know, and Mike Williams, I just haven't seen enough from him yet. It's week one. I'm gonna roll with Diggs. I got to go with Diggs as well. Sometimes you don't want to overthink it. We yep. always talk
1: about overthinking things, sometimes, uh, and you right here say, well, it's an injury. If it was that bad, he wouldn't be suiting up right, at all.
2: Right, right. So, so
1: you ask yourself, would you take a 80% Diggs over a 100% Williams? That's what you got to ask yourself in that offense. I got
2: to go safe here with Diggs because we've seen Williams throw up duds. Yeah, he's kind of a boomer bus guy, and it's just hard to know with him. We haven't seen enough yet. Diggs is a little safer, so go that route. All right, we got another one here. This is from our man Alex, and this isn't even a stardom syndrome. Should I pick up Renfro? Uh, I guess it just depends on your options, right? How deep the league is, who you would be dropping to let's pick say, him let's up. Let's
1: say a 12-man team, uh, 12-team league, and say you had Antonio
2: Brown. Even if you don't, is there opportunity there to stash him? There is, but I just don't want to buy much of the Raiders' offense. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't. I, I don't believe in, in car, So, yeah. I, I, you know, it's. I would probably look for other options. Look, he could come through and be fine, but he's not a guy I'm targeting. Now, if you
1: ask game script, it's going to be Raiders are going to be trailing a lot this year. And yeah. then you ask yourself mentality of the team, a young guy that wants to show up and show out. So if anything... We expect him to be going a hundred every time, a hundred percent of the time. So not to exactly say, hey, yeah, that's the guy that's going to be starting later on or, or winning you week to week matchups. But if you have the space, say you have a team that's full and it's a deep league with a deep bench league, yep. they take your chance. If it's a, if we were in that sixteen team league, I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't mind having Renfro there. I'm sure he's gone. Let's get over to the P listener line. We have Jack on hold with a fantasy question. What's going on, Jack? You're on money line. How much, guys? Uh, I need to pick two out of these three: Mark Ingram, there is
2: guys, or D. D. Westbrook. I the would I would go uh, with Ingram and Westbrook. Yeah,
1: he said two of uh, two of the three. Yeah. yeah, those two for sure. Not even a question. I, I'm really big on Westbrook today. Uh, I, I, the, the role he'll be playing in that Filippo offense. If you look at the way that he treats uh, slot receivers, look at look at where what Diggs did under his under his watch and just just think about that and that's what he's gonna do you got you're talking about an an offense that had two receivers that would get plus 125 targets and 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 touching 100 receptions and that's what you're gonna get out of that slot and 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 all of training camp that's all you heard is dd westbrook is going to be that guy
2: and i think game script helps him as well right they're playing the chiefs they're gonna have to score some points they're gonna have to throw the football yeah, so, so game game script says go ahead and start Westbrook. And we love Ingram this week, at least I do. Going against the Dolphins, I think they are going to run the ball a ton and have a lot of success. Speaking of running the ball a ton in the Ravens, who do you take? We got another one from the text line, Lamar Jackson or Cam Newton? Oh, man, that is a tough one, and that's, that's pretty close. Let me pull up my rankings right here. Yeah, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. I just, once again, for the same reason I love Ingram, I just – I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna roll today. I'm, I'm going with the Ravens. And everyone out there listening, all
1: my my bookie people for the live betting as that game goes on. I'm using the mentality of what I think that the locker room for the Dolphins is. Yeah, it's week one, so you come out a little hype, like yeah, football season's back. But what for the guys that are mad about the Tunzel deal because we heard that the locker room was saying that they were turned if Tunzel was gone because they knew that was the ultimate stamp and saying, yep. hey. We are tanking for who uh, for whoever it is that went and solidified that. Yeah, they are tanking. So if you're a guy in there and you're thinking, I'm not tanking myself. I'm the prom- I'm looking for an extension on my contract. I'm trying to. I ha- I need to do numbers this year. I want to actually win. I'm here to win. What are those guys going to think going in, say, past first quarter whenever they're getting beat up the offensive line and they're turning the ball over and Fitzpatrick starts doing this wild things and throwing interceptions? Second quarter, halftime, by the third quarter is when you want to live start live
2: betting because they're going to mail it in. Once they're down double digits, I think they'll melt it in. I do too. And just think about the Dolphins' offensive line going against the Ravens. I know the Ravens are working in some new talent on their D line, but – is Julian Davenport going to be the starting left tackle for the Dolphins in this game? If he is, that's bad. That's news. bad news. So I, I think fire on those Ravens.
1: Diggs seems to be the discussion of a lot of stardom, situm, and yeah, we understand why because we keep hearing about the soft tissue issue. So Diggs or Josh Jacobs?
2: Oh man, um, if it wasn't for the injury, it'd be clearly Diggs, but I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs. He worries me a little bit. He could get. You know, 70 yards and no touchdown because now you don't have Antonio Brown to scare anybody. But I'm hoping that he he gets some catches out of the backfield. So I'd probably go with Jacobs there. But it's close. It's close. Again, if you're listening out there and you have your own question,
1: 713-780-3776. The phone lines are open. You can also text us at that number. And we had a question someone asked, do we look at the comments off of Twitch as well? I have the Twitch open if you want to go ahead and comment there. We have another question from the text line. Which two should I play? They got Diggs, Josh Jacobs again, (laughs) or Galladay. So pick two out of those three. Uh...
2: I like Galladay this week, so I, I would definitely fire him up. And, hey, I took Jacobs over Diggs in the last question, so I guess I'll go that way. I think it's about it's about your team, right? Like Andrew came in, and we were talking during the break it depends on what your expectations are for certain players. You know, if you just need somebody safe that can then get you a decent amount of points because you have a pretty stacked roster, or if, you know, you're like, man, I need some upside. The guy I'm playing this week has a really great team, so I need as much upside as possible. So you really have to kind of Each week, it should be different. You shouldn't always just go by the fantasy ranks on who's highest and who's lowest. Luke, look who you're playing against and look who their receivers are and who your running backs are and look for those places where you're like, hey, I need a little extra out of this position this week and and account for that because that makes a big difference. You know, like Will Fuller, he's a guy that... You know, we love him this week with upside, right? How much do you love him? No, I'm just let me cut you off because you got an actual question right on
1: that. So I want you to answer this for this guy. Are you starting fuller over Cup, Hill,
2: or Diggs? Uh only guy I think I would start maybe over Diggs, but that's it. I would start the the other guys. Awesome. How about Sony Michelle or Coleman? Ooh, man, that's a tough one. If it's PPR, I'd probably go with Coleman. If it's standard, I'd probably go with Sony Michelle. Yeah, and I
1: think Michelle gets in the end zone. We know yeah. what his role is. We know that the goal line role is also, particularly him. I think that Michelle busts out in a game that's going to see points. I do too. Mm-hmm. How about Kenyon Drake or Duke Johnson? Oh, Duke Johnson all the way. Dukey. Uh, let me see here. Would you start Wilson or Dak? That's Russell Wilson or Dak. Now let's talk about Dak and we'll preview a little bit of this when we talk about that. Dak excels when playing teams that play man-to-man coverage. That's what the Giants do. Look for Dak splits to be in favor of him today because just keep that in mind. And same thing with Amari Cooper. His splits are insane against man-to-man coverage rather than hmm. the zone.
2: There, That's interesting. I, I'm probably leaning towards Russell Wilson. I just... I don't think the Bengals are very good. No, you know, I don't.
1: I don't think the Giants are that good either. And game script me again will tell mm-hmm. you. So you you expect Russell to run, and the Bengals give up the seventh most rush yards to quarterbacks. You expect Russell, but once they open the game up, it's a t- almost a double digit spread. Yeah, is Russell going to be out there trying to?
2: Who's Russell throwing it to? That's another question. That's what that's what you worry about. And look, this is really close. You know, with with Dak and Russell Wilson, they're they're right outside my top twelve. I mean, I I think I have them kind of right next to each other in my rankings. So it worries me a little bit, too, with, you know, there's been no Zeke in the preseason, no Amari Cooper. You know, the offense hasn't really played together. So that worries me a little bit. So I I think they might get off kind of to a slow start. But I don't think either one's a bad play. But I'm just – give me – I just trust Russell Wilson more. Who do you trust out of
1: this guy's question, Phillip Rivers or one Jameis Winston? Oh, man,
2: that's tough. I I love Rivers, but I I have Winston ranked higher this week.
1: Yeah, outside of the football world, I'll take Rivers all day, him and all his 14 kids. But inside (laughs) the fantasy realm that we live in, Jameis Winston, the Arians defense or uh, offensive scheme, the the ability to throw the ball downfield, the weapons that he has. And a terrible defense. Yeah, if ever – you start Jameis Winston here because he's going to come out firing. Winston's going to be quietly uh, a top four quarterback this weekend. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my name on that you, later you put on. put your
2: name on that? Yeah, I think I've, I've got Winston at eight. So, you know, I like him a lot. He's in my top ten. Again, if
1: you're listening out there and you have any stardom send questions specific to your team, or if you have even any gambling kind of questions, 713-780-3776. We'll be glad to answer any of those questions going forward. I know there's a lot of question marks right now 33 minutes till the kickoff i know we kicked off thursday but that doesn't really count you know that's a that's a appetizer today we get the meal we get the full course we get a little bit of everything and the cool thing about it for us people here in houston and and texans fans you don't have to worry about the texans today you can sit back relax pour up a drink pour it real stout get that barbecue pit going because we're gonna fire it up for the next 30 minutes we're gonna run through the rest of these games I'm in a good mood. I'm going to drop the whole private card today for everyone Ooh. on here. Stuff that people pay me for, I'm going to pay you. And we're going to bust your bookie today together on Moneyline. ESPN
0: 97.5. Stay
2: engaged to whatever make money. Now he married to that cage. Divorce is not an option and
1: prenuptial is void. Eat up whatever, but I'm tangled in my core.
0: Listening to Moneyline on ESPN
1: 975. And on ESPN 975.com.
0: Live from the ESPN 975 Studios. Here's Jerry Bo and Josh Jordan.
1: Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. We got about 30 minutes till kickoff. The time is here. But first, we need to get to this injury report because we need to know what's going on, and it's week one, so there ain't gonna be too much. But without further ado.
0: My man, Andrew Causing. Breaking news. news. flash. All right, guys. So, like you said, Jerry, there's not a whole lot going on. It's week one. Everybody, for the most part, is healthy. But what we've got on the list today, Marquise Brown, wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. He didn't practice on Friday. He's got a little foot issue, but he's going to be active. He's going to be good to go. Tyler Croft, tight end for the Buffalo Bills. He's inactive with a foot injury. Andre Roberts, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, he's out with a quad injury. Albert Wilson, wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins, he's active. He was limited in practice all week, but he should be good to go. Stephon Diggs, we talked about him, he's going to be active, he's good to go. Same with Robbie Anderson for the Jets. He has a calf injury, he's going to be active, but I would look elsewhere. Jordan Reed, he's out with a concussion. Vernon Davis is going to start in his place. And then Adrian Peterson is a healthy scratch for the Redskins.
2: Yep, we saw. We thought that that might Healthy become scratch. So keep yeah. that in mind, guys. Yeah. So it looks like it'll be guys and Thompson there. guys Guys baby. Yep. I think he could do something. I'm. I just
1: that team is so bad, and that offensive line is so bad. And that again, that's Andrew Carlson at Carlson Radio is where you can find him on Twitter. He's our injury expert here at Gal Media. Anything you have during the, the week leading up, even you gamblers out there, you're like wondering, hey, does he have any information? He's a little busier now than he was last year. Last <laughs> year, this he was. He was all in with us, but my
2: man's got a lot of work going on. But feel free to reach out to him because he knows his injuries. No doubt about it. I guess we can get to the rest of these games. But I did want to bring up some uh, some stuff on DraftKings, right? Maybe we should give some people kind of a look at some of the players we're liking this week. So I'm putting one together right now. A guy that I'm kind of targeting is Matthew Stafford. I know he's Matthew Stafford, but, I mean, he's going against Arizona. I believe their are number two corner didn't he break his leg in the preseason? And we know Patrick Peterson is suspended. So they're really, they're having to go with their third corners, their number one guy. So, I think he can, I think Stafford can take advantage of that. And that's why I like Galladay today. I think, I think he could have a big day and, and I think, uh, you know, Jones could do something too. So uh, he's cheap. He's 5,400. That's cheap for a quarterback. I'm all over it with you. They're go
1: they're trying out. Rookie Byron Murphy and Tremaine Brock. This is his fifth NFL team Ugh. for Brock. Keep yeah. that. So, so that's not a, exactly a good thing. And then they lost Patrick Peterson and they lost Alfred. That's who it was. So, you're telling me that those two guys are going to have to hold
2: Galladay and Jones, and don't forget that they drafted TJ Hawkinson. Right. So, And I even think Hawkinson's a guy that, you know, if you waited and waited and waited on tight end, I might give him a try this week.
1: And little Danny Amendola, let's yeah. not forget. I forget that he's over there. I'm not even <laughs> going to lie to you. So I forget sometimes. So that's another guy that's on their weapons and— you know that they gotta still think about the days they had Ebron and why how they misused him. They saw him go to the Colts and 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 do yeah. his thing, break records for tight ends in touchdowns. TJ Hawkinson, I think, is gonna be
2: a green arrow up, no doubt. he's got some Travis Kelsey to him, man. Like he's so. Hopefully, they can develop him and they don't they don't waste that talent. Let's move on to running backs. We talked about these guys a few times today. Dalvin Cook, we both love him, but. He's gonna be highly owned in, in DFS, so keep that in mind. Keep in mind one thing and we're gonna go and drop this now. You go
1: right now over to your my bookie account and you go look at the props and you're gonna see Dalvin cook three and a half receptions and you're gonna you're gonna tell the kids, I love you, you are gonna tell your wife I loved you. But I got to do this. And you're going to put a kidney on it. You're going to put a kidney on three and a half receptions. You're going to tell me that the uh, the Falcons that lead the league back-to-back seasons, not just one, a big sample size on the way they play defenses, they let you catch the ball as a running back. And then they try to tackle you quick. They they collapse the defense Three-and-a-half catches, he might have that by halftime. Yeah, that Kubiak offense, you catch a lot of balls in that scheme. Everyone in Houston, y'all remember, you catch balls in that scheme. Three-and-a-half, to be honest with you, when I went and looked, I thought it was going to be five-and-a-half for six, and I would have played that. Three-and-a-half, kidney bet, here on Moneyline line over on Dalvin Cook receptions.
2: I'm going to put that bet in on my bookie during the break. I like that play that much. I'm totally with Jerry there during the break. We're going to break now. No, I'm just, <laughs> and, ah. no, the other guy I wanted to hit on. I like Austin Eckler this week. He's at 5500. I think he's going to catch a lot of balls. The the Colts kind of struggle with that a little bit, giving up you know catches to running backs. So I think Eckler is a really nice value at 5500. I would play him in my flex, even if you're not doing daily. So he's a guy I like. We we've already talked about D.D. Westbrook at 4,800. I think he's a pretty good value. We like him this week a lot, you, a lot. And a guy that I brought up, you know, I put my money where my mouth is. Deshaun Jackson. He's only 4,500, and I just I think they hit a big play. You know, he's a boomer bust guy. He could bust on you, but I just. I see like a 60-yard touchdown. It's a revenge game for him going against the Redskins. We talked about that a little earlier. And you're looking for value when you're doing DFS. Not everybody's going to be a stud. Yeah. So you have to take some chances. Why not take chances on a guy that his job is making big plays? That's going to help your fantasy roster.
1: On a quarterback-led team that throws one of the best deep balls in the league. Yes. He, he, they tried to have that with Tory Smith. Yes. Think about this Torrey Smith with 2.0. Yeah, I, mean, I can already it. see Deshaun Jackson just running down, doing his slow trot along the goal line, not jumping in the end zone how he does, looking back yep. as you drink
2: another cold, refreshing course line, No doubt about it. So he's a guy that you're going to feel silly if you don't put him in your lineup and you see him doing that thing where he's just walking into the end zone. Give him a shot. Another guy like this week, Hunter Henry, if you're going to pay for tight end, $3,900 is not too bad. So I could definitely see Hunter Henry getting it going. We already think Rivers is going to have a nice game. I think he's going to get the ball to Hunter Henry. I think I think he could come through for you. And then you know, defense is always kind of how do you want to play it? Do you want to go cheap? Do you want to go? Do you want to spend some money? I'm kind of leaning towards the Ravens a little bit this week. I know they're really expensive, but just the way I built my fantasy roster, I have enough room for him in my cap. So I think they're I, against that offensive line of the Dolphins. I think they're going to have a big day. Hunter Henry. 103 catches,
1: most by any defense, the Colts, that's who he's going against. And they gave up the most yards to tight ends as well. And that's who Hunter Henry is going up against today. You hit
2: it right on the nail on the head. Hunter Henry is going to go off today in that game. And what's nice about getting Hunter Henry is you don't have to pay the 7,100 for Travis Kelsey. And I know Kelsey, I believe he had a 100-yard game against Jacksonville last year, so he's had some success against them. But 7,100 compared to 3,900 for Hunter Henry? Give me Henry so I can load up at other positions. And the word to the great Day-Day
1: from Friday, they're not 20s, but they're nice, and that's what (laughs) you get. You go from Kelsey, he's the 20s, yep, and then you go down here to Hunter Henry, but they're nice.
2: They're very nice. I think think he's going to have a nice game for you. So those are some guys I'm looking at. And with this roster I've built, I also have Saquon Barkley in my flex who you know is arguably the best player in fantasy I think he's going to have a nice week 18 catches over the last two games against that Cowboys defense keep
1: that in mind a lot of these defenses now we're going to see that a lot they let you catch it underneath but they rely on team speed and and being able to open field tackle and that's what you get with a Cowboys defense that can do that they're young they're fast that's what they rely on they'll let Barkley catch it, especially in a game today where they they, they they think they'll have the lead. They're favored. So once you get to winning by ten points, yeah, you let things underneath go, like Texas
2: should have done yesterday. Exactly. So keep that in mind as he's probably gonna catch a lot of balls. they'll be, you know, coming from behind a little bit there. And remember the Giants upgraded their offensive line, didn't they? They traded for Zeitler, right? Yeah. For so sure. so they they add another stud guard. And Eric Flowers is gone. Yes, they got rid of that. Might be the biggest addition by subtraction right there. So just keep in mind that They are built – it's going to be about Barkley and Evan Ingram. That is what it's going to be about for the Giants. So I like Barkley. So basically my roster, I got Stafford at quarterback, Dalvin Cook at running back, Austin Eckler, Thielen, D.D. Westbrook, Deshaun Jackson, Hunter Henry, Barkley at my flex, and Ravens in my defense. And I still have 300 of remaining salary. So I might tinker with it a little more, but that's the main idea for my roster this week. Before we get out here and go to break, let's go ahead and finish these games off. We have a few Browns-Titans. Yeah, let's get into that one. This one's kinda interesting. Did you see that Odell Beckham is saying that he's he's still not able to
1: run at full speed right now? I saw that. It's alarming. If you drafted him, it's gotta be alarming. You don't wanna see week one and that's what your guy's saying. No, I but mean, precaution. You have to be precaution. They have
2: so many weapons that they don't have to force it. That's true. You know, so that makes you think, you know, maybe Jarvis Landry is an option there only if you're in a PPR league, I think you're going that route. I love Nick Chubb this week with Tennessee I'm probably trying to stay away from most of these guys you know Derrick Henry I'm I'm kind of worried if they get if they get down which Cleveland could easily get a lead here Derrick Henry's not really their passing downs back so you know if he doesn't get going early He might hurt you this week. And I think that's what we're going to see here. What do
1: you think about the third receiver for the Browns? Because he could be the second receiver if Odell Beckham isn't 100. What happens if he leaves the game? What happens if his snaps are limited? Because it's Higgins, Rashard Higgins. And then it's when Antonio Callaway showed his way out of camp and all that. And all that, the bad things happened with him. So now it's Rashard Higgins.
2: Yeah. Man, unless I'm really looking deep, you know, I'm probably not going that route. It, it just worries me a little bit. Najoku kind of scares me at tight end as well. I just. Kevin Barrett is going to be her, holding him, <laughs> which is the all pro. Well, then it makes you hate it even more, right? I think Cleveland is one of those, like, I want to see him before I'm betting on him and using him for fantasy if I have that option. We just, we don't know what the offense is going to look like with Odell. And if, you know, is he really just saying, like, oh, you know, he's just saying that, that he can't run full speed, but he's close? Or is it like. Remember Doug Baldwin before last season? And he was kind of like, oh, I'm really only like 80% going into the year. And then what did he do? He got hurt immediately. He retired. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that's you know usually players are overconfident, right? When they're telling you they're not right before week one, that's scary. Going to your point here, I'm going to drop a private play for the people, and like you said, I want to see the Browns'
1: offense and see what's going to happen with yep. them. Well, one thing that we saw last year, the Titans, 29th in offensive plays per game with Mike Vrabel, mm-hmm. first year's coach, so we know that they like to go slow. Well, what do we know from Cleveland? From weeks 9 to 17, when they switched head coach – 29th in the league from that sample size. Hmm. So that goes to show you that people think that Freddie Kitchens is going to go out there and it's going to be high flying. No, yep. it was the opposite. He wants efficiency. And that's what they changed in week seven, 9 through 17 when Hugh Jackson was gone as the play caller. Look for a slow, methodical, driven game in which the I don't see Tennessee scoring more than, let's call it 13 points. Yeah, I'm with you. And it. I don't think that the Browns are going to score more than 30 Sliding you right under that total. Hit me the under, 45.
2: That's a max play today. Uh, it's a good play. I like that one. I think this is going to be a big Nick Chubb day. You know, I think he's really going to get going. I think he's almost a forgotten guy. We haven't really been talking about him. I had about three jokes right there, bro. I got to be careful. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. Let's go on to the next one, and that's going to be Rams Carolina. We already hit on this one a little bit with your bet, right? You really – you what was it, the under you said you liked in this one?
1: Under first half. Uh, Panthers first half, the Super Bowl hangar, 3-16, thir- and 16, the last 19 op- uh, openers for the Super Bowl loser. Also, 1-12 and 12 on the road for the Super Bowl loser. We know that the Rams came out slow last year against Oakland. and Then they ended up turning up. Well, you don't see that in the box score ultimately. You just see, oh, yeah, the Rams came out and blasted Oakland. They looked bad at that first uh, to begin that game. I think the Panthers will come out there. That front seven, it's going to be cr- creating
2: havoc on golf. All right, that's some good plays. I think you're starting all your Rams receivers, right? You're starting those guys, you know, with Cup and uh, uh, Woods and Cooks. So get those guys in your lineup. What I'm really interested to see is how much Todd Gurley touches the football today. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to see how much they use him, how what a snap count is. If they let him go all out, they're saying there's no limit. So I'm, I'm going to be watching very carefully to see how much they use him. Well, they better watch us carefully this last segment because there's no limit to what the
1: things we're going to do. We're going to put our name on something before we get out of here. Again, 713-780-3776. If you have any last-minute questions go and get that in. But one thing I never question
2: is where am I going to bet at? No doubt about it. It's going to be at my bookie, guys. That's where you do it. Football season's finally here. We've been waiting a whole year. It is back. It's time to bet, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. I was just talking with Jerry. A nice little prop bet there for Dalvin Cook. We're going to take the over on his receptions for the game. So what am I going to do during this break? I'm going to just get on my phone. It's that easy. I'm going to pull up my bookie and I'm going to fire on the over right there. They had the odds on every game. More prop bet than any sports book, and nobody pays out faster, guys. Did you know you can bet after kickoff? Jerry and I do that all the time. You get the live betting on MyBookie. You can you can do anything on MyBookie. Just go there. MyBookie.ag. If you're going to bet this football season, be smart. Bet with the best at MyBookie. Sign up today. How great a deal is this? And MyBookie will double your first deposit up to 1000 bucks, man. You can put in $1,000 and they will match that. Use the promo code RADIO to take advantage of that. That's MyBookie.ag promo code radio play win and get paid my bookie
0: Listening to Moneyline on ESPN
1: 975. And on ESPN975.com.
0: Live from the ESPN 975 Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan.
1: Welcome back to Moneyline, where we make your world earthquake. 713 at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. And we gotta leave after this segment. 6 minutes left. Let's jump right in. Anything else you want to give to the people, any wisdom before they jump into week 1 Sunday NFL? The games are all about to go
2: off. What you got, Josh? You know, in general, it's a good rule to start your studs for fantasy. You know, play the guys that you drafted high. Now, if you know, there are some exceptions, you know, maybe you know, maybe you have a quarterback that has a really bad matchup week 1 like Matt Ryan, but you also have Phil Rivers. So, you know, you love Phil Rivers' matchup. So maybe, you know, maybe you play him. But in general, start your studs, play them this week, and and just trust them. That's why you drafted them early, is because you're going to start these guys. So don't get too cute. Speaking of starting or sit them. We got a guy from Twitter, DPV says,
1: should I start Diggs or James White in the flex? I wish he would have said if it was PPR or not. So let's just say it is PPR because if it's not PPR, James White significantly falls
2: down the list of rankings. But PPR, Diggs or White? You know, I'm. This one's tough, but I'm leaning towards White in a PPR, only in a PPR, and it's just because of what we've talked about during the show. Look, I love Diggs, but he has a history of not playing well when he's on the injury report, and he's on the injury report. You love Diggs. Do you love Chubb. Do you dig Chubb? <laughs> love me some Chubb. But, uh, yeah, dude, it's, I, I think I'm going to go there with White. I think he's, But in a non-PPR, you go with Diggs. No doubt about it. You go with him, but and everyone's
1: yeah. scared right now because the a soft tissue, and they keep talking about it. On that's one thing also. Don't overreact from what the TV or whatever media outlet that you're you're going off of tells you. Overreaction is the worst thing you can do. And the worst thing you can do is switch out your guy. Like at eleven fifty eight fifty nine, I know you're there. You're there right now. You're listening to us on your app, ESPN ninety seven five dot com. Yep and you're thinking, who do do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And you're switching back and forth, and it keeps saying, do you move this guy? And then at the end, with like 10 seconds left, you hit save just to hit it, and then whenever the games kick off, you don't really even realize who you started. Then you go and look, and a touchdown. I'm driving, and then you hear, a touchdown by so-and-so, and you're like, Oh, I got him in. You get home. He wasn't in. Don't do it's that. Make, give yourself at least five minutes at least. But stop at 1155. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you do it at 1159, and I'm doing it right now, Josh, look, I'm I'm playing big money lineups, and yep. I I got two spots left, and I'm over here trying to make friends with you guys <laughs> on air.
2: No doubt about it. It's it, it, Another nice tip is to try and get your lineup set early in the week. You know, like what you think the best possible lineup is, judging by who your opponent's starting. Try and get that set early in the week. And then, you know, if some kind of breaking news happens on Sunday morning, then sure, put the other guy in. But, you know, remember, like, you know, your first instinct is usually the correct one. So sometimes you get in trouble second-guessing yourself. Second-guessing yourself on bets. Right now, if you're looking
1: at a line and you're saying, man, I'm just waking up, I'm hungover, and these guys are talking about this and betting. Man, this line moved to seven and a half. Wait or buy it. Tell the people how
2: buying a point can help you or not it makes a big difference if you know you you like a certain side of a game but you're a little nervous about the number you can buy a point you know you're going to you're going to pay a little more juice but if you win then that juice doesn't hurt you because you have more money than when you started with. For example, Josh last night had Texas seven
1: and a half. I did. Some people had it six and a half. Some people had it seven. I got it to seven. I'll take the push uh, proudly. But there's a guy out there right now with a six and a half ticket right now on Texas with his horns down in his pocket saying, man, I wish I would have bought onto that key number seven. Know when to buy on, buy off. Bypass bypassed it. It's all up to you, according to your individual bankroll and what you're trying to accomplish. But uh, R.J. Bell, he comes on uh, on this station all the time and he says, when you look at the lines, it's only about one or two lines you're going to like because those lines are right. you got to find what's wrong. Well, what if you can make the line wrong? You don't necessarily have to bet what they have up there. Make the line wrong. If they're telling you bet it this way, what if you say, I'm going to make that line wrong. Now you adjusted what these numbers are based off of. So think about it like that. Yeah, it's true. Them lines pretty much aren't all wrong. They're pretty much sharp. But what if you make it wrong? And that's where I live. I live in an alternate
2: spread type of world. I've done that with every player pretty much this year. It's- and it's paid off. I think I'm 4-0 and in NCAA so far this year. There it goes. That's the sound of the
1: alarms. That means for all the people that don't know, we put our name on something, something that we truly believe in, something that we think is going to happen, or something that we hope. So in
2: spirit of put your name on it, Josh, put your name on something. All right, Houston Texans fans, you're going to like this one. Give me some Will Fuller against the Saints on Monday Night Football. We talked about we think they'll be chasing points. The number two receiver tends to go off in these circumstances. He has the easier matchup. Hopkins is going to have to deal with Lattimore. Give me some Will Fuller. Put my name on it. I think he makes a big play. I think he scores this week. Andrew, put your name on something for the people.
0: Tampa Bay minus one over San Francisco. Big, big fan.
1: I like it. I like it a lot. And it's for me. And I said it once and I'll say it again during this show. You put a kidney on Dalvin Cook over three and a half right now. My bookie, you're going to go deposit. You got five minutes. They're going to match your deposit. You're going to throw all that on Dalvin Cook. And we're going to celebrate by by halftime, I hope. But... I hope that you had a great time on our week one of Sunday. I know it started Thursday, but today's the actual day that we celebrate it. Today's when you got the barbecue pit going. Today's when you're opening up that brand new bottle of Crown Royal and you're pouring it stout. But we're going to do it together. We're going to make money and hopefully we put you in some positions to win your fantasy lineups. Signing off for the squad. Renzo on the phones. My man Andrew Carlson rocking it here for us every single Sunday that we're so happy to have you with us, man. Josh Jordan, my partner in grind, thank you for riding on me. Jerry Bow Nose with a Z signs off. Good luck. Peace.